Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. folks welcome back to the above the bar podcast it's your host sean maybe i'm gonna change that from host to bartender i don't know i haven't decided yet i just thought about that just two seconds ago as i was saying it but either way for right now i'll still be your host sean and we have bellied up to the bar today to talk about something that i actually love to learn more about and uh if you go back and the, the good doctor will probably correct me you can find out how the rockefellers were involved in why we have the medicines today and the person we're going to talk to in a minute, I definitely want to know what a karma master is because I've been told a lot of times karma's a bitch and, a car- <laughs> and she's a karma master. So watch out. Better be nice. And it's yoga nutritional therapist. And I don't know what a naturopath. I think a pathologist, all these different <laughs> things. But like the, the good doctor been in Red Book, you know has a series soul walking series and naturopathic wellness series, you know, been in holistic medicine for 30 years. I can't say enough good things. And she's just nice. She's a nice person. <laughs> like it's hard to find those anymore. So joining us today on the above the bar podcast is oh, hitting wrong buttons over here is our very own. Now she's going to be our holistic doctor <laughs> here at the bar. She's going to give us all IVs when we've had too much. Dr. Lynn Anderson. Hi, Sean. Hi, Doc. It's great to be here. Oh, she even broke out the New England accent for a moment there. There? Yeah. She was like, she told me she was, she's a Sox fan. We won't hold that against her in an O's bar, but you know, it's a Sox. As long as she's not a Yankees fan, we can live with most anything as long as she's not a Yankees fan. She said, Oh, I'm a Yankees fan. We'd have had to find a new guest real yeah. fast. I, mean, <laughs> I have standards. So how are you, Doc? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine down here. And I'm in Sarasota, Florida. It's kind of kind of warm down here. Grapefruit League. Grapefruit yeah. League baseball. Uh yeah, yeah, true. Yes. You got you get to see good uh you get to good see good preseason baseball down there. Right, right. That happens uh just just a little bit south of me is where it happens. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff down in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. So before we get too far into it, let's go ahead and get some house cleaning done, folks, so we can talk to the good doctor here and find out all the things she's got going on. So as always, folks, over my right shoulder is the big board for sticker and a cause. If you got something you're supporting, something you believe in, maybe you're a yoga therapist. Maybe you you've got your own podcast or a radio show or you have a sports team that you're that you support like a banana. Savannah banana kind of thing, whatever it is, reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, TikTok, Instagram, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast. Reach out. Let me know what you got going on. I'll tell you where to send the sticker to. You send me a sticker. We'll read all about it at no cost to you live on the air so that other people can know about what you got going on. As always, folks, that's sticker and a cause. Now, now, Doc, it gets hot down there. Right, because pretty, yes. like, like you, you guys get stupid crazy hot down there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what helps with some of that is blinds, shutters, shades <laughs> over your windows. Don't they? Very true, and air conditioning. And air conditioning. Air conditioning. You got to be inside, you know. But you know, I'm a, I'm originally from Maine. That's where I I grew up. I grew up on a little island off the coast of Maine. So, oh. so that's really my heritage. And then from there, I migrated to Los Angeles for 30 years before during the pandemic, I ended up in Sarasota. So I've been well, kind of all you've across been the bouncing country. all over the place. Yeah. Well, our, our sponsor is budget blinds of East Greenbush and budget blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, New York. And during the month of September, they're running a 25% off your entire order uh, discount right now. Or for those that, that would qualify for it, they have options for either 12 or 18 months interest-free mm-hmm. on your entire order. As they tell us, some restrictions do apply. But this is an opportunity. Like if you're in a spot, like if you're up in the Northeast, Maine, we you, gotta have, you need honeycomb shutters because you need something with insulation in your window. Mm-hmm. If you're down there in Sarasota, you need either plantation shutters or roller, roller shades to block that sun out. 
So make mm-hmm. sure you're reaching out. If you're up here in, in the land of Albany and Troy and around the area, you reach out to Budget Blinds of East Greenbush or Budget Blinds of Hudson and Cooksaki, and they will be more than happy to hook you up. Just let them know you're there to belly up to the bar. Mm-hmm. All right, Doc. All the stuff is done. It's out of the way. Okay. We're ready to go. We're so ready I want to make to go. sure I got my information correct. And, and Nate's already jumping in. He said, shake, shake my head. Red Sox. Why? Because she's from Maine, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. St- Steelers and Yankee stickers are not allowed on the board. Absolutely would agree with that. No, uh, like minor league sports, I'm good with it. Pro sports, if you're not one of my teams, I can't help you. But uh, I want to make sure I got this right. So you've been at this for 30 years in holistic mm-hmm. health. Is that correct? That's correct. And you're running a – but while all this is going on, you've got experience in holistic health, proactive aging, which I'm very curious what that means. Uh, we, we've all heard about stress management and wellness solutions. But have like where did it all start? Like what was the first foray into the holistic side of things? Well, um, I have to say it was the little island I grew up on uh, off the coast of Maine because, you know, where I grew up, it was a fishing village and we didn't have any doctors. So I had a couple of grandmothers and my mother who would make tonics and tinctures and, you know, folk medicine. And and I kind of grew up around it and really took it for granted. I didn't think much about it. Um, You know, we just weren't a pill community. We didn't take a lot of medication. And, um, and then, long story short, I um, was a single mother with two children, and I went back to the university uh, to finish my degree, which, and I was on welfare at the time. I was, you know, struggling like crazy. Um, I got through school, crashed and burned because I was so stressed out from all of the, everything I'd been doing. And what I did is I started to go back to my roots and say, you know, how can I heal and get myself back on my feet? Well, diet, exercise, rest, and using herbs and aromatherapy and all the natural sciences. And that's what got me on the road. Wow. So, so I mean, it was really, you know, it started with healing you. Yeah. That's how it started. Well, you know, Hippocrates, physician heal thyself. You know, if, if you you got to walk your talk and you really have to come from a place of where you really understand what people are going through or how can you possibly help them? You can't help them from a book. You got to you got to know it. You got to live it. So so that so I'm always interested in holistic medicine and, and I, I've heard the stories and I've, I'll be the first to tell you when I when I've heard the story, but never done the full blown research about how the Rockefeller, I think it was the Rockefellers, and learning how petroleum products can be used in medications. They already were controlling the petroleum products. So they basically, at that time, most medical facilities were still teaching holistic processes and kind of saying, hey, you can find this, you can get this. And then the Rockefellers came in with their money and said, hey, let's go ahead and teach you how how to push a pill and, mm-hmm. and make things mm-hmm. a little bit more accessible to everybody. Let's get that pill pushed out. So mm-hmm. right. am I hitting it about right? You're, you're hitting it about right. You know, it was, it's called big pharma and big, you know, the medical and, 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 and the, not to bash, you know, drugs and medicines because, you know, antibiotics certainly have done a for wonderful sure. for, for the world, but we are a pill happy society. And, you know, when I first started down the naturopathic road, uh, it was closer to 40 years now ago, um, I was considered a quack. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they would, they would say, you know, and there was a lot of things that we used to make our potions and our herbal medicines and stuff in private rooms somewhere. It was like almost like being a drug dealer because you, oh, wow. weren't, you weren't allowed to put that stuff out there or to really work with people um, on, on simple things, you know? So, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. A big farmer, of course, is, is, has a lot of money and a lot of control of our government. And, um, but I will say that it's really interesting that it's all starting to become mainstream now, isn't it? It People, really is. It, yeah. It really yeah. is. People are, are more apt to go back to those things. And I think a lot of it is, you know, I, you know what I blame most of it on is the commercials. Mm-hmm. If I watch a commercial and it's like, Hey, take such and such, it'll cure this. And then they start rattling off 
may have symptoms of uh, loose stool, runny stool, uh, greasy mm -hmm. stool, uh, could have a heart attack. Uh, if you start to have muscle aches, this is a sign of a serious condition. Stop taking see your Whoa, whoa. Yeah, I just yeah. thought this was going to clear up my acne. What are we <laughs> talking about here? Like it almost I, I think people are tired of the drastic um, side effects to a lot of these things. Right. Well, you know, I mean, if you if you break this down or you think about it, you know, when you take medicine in, it's a chemical. OK, now your body does not operate on chemicals. It operates on vitamins and minerals and nutrition. Okay. That's the fuel that builds the body, allows it to grow, allows it to, to reproduce and to produce and to stay healthy. That's what the body needs. So if you take something that is toxic to the body and you put in it, the body's got to react some way. It's got to fight it because it's, it's a miraculous machine. And that's why we get those side effects because you're actually putting a poison inside your body. Antibiotics is a, is a great example. I mean, you know, as I said, sometimes we have to take them, but when you put them in, they ruin your gut, the 100%. microbiota in your gut. So what do you, what do you do? The real key is to build it back up again. But doctors traditionally don't say, okay, we've ruined your gut bacteria. <laughs> you know, now let's go see this person who's going to teach you how to eat right and build it back up. That's where they fall down. They just kind of it, it ends there, you know. It's interesting because you know what my my son's pediatrician actually will say now, hey, they're on antibiotics. Make sure they they're taking a probiotic or something. They 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 recommend those things now. Yeah. Now I, I'm all now. This is kind of that that line, and you've mentioned antibiotics a couple of times now. Is there a line for you from a holistic standpoint where you kind of say, okay, holistic can get me to X past X, we really need to go to that pharma level. Is there a level for you or, or do you believe that, Hey, you should be able to do all this with holistic. If you've always been on holistic. Uh, two things. First off, as a naturopath, our, our point of view is prevention over cure. So what we teach how to prevent getting sick, who wants to cure a sickness? <laughs> You're sick. You know? Prevention pound of cure. <clears throat> Exactly. So that is our philosophy is let's do all of the things that we can do to boost your health and vitality so you don't need to take those medications. However, we live in a very toxic world. We live in we live in a high stress world. We live in a burnout world. We live in a world where we people eat a terrible diet. You know, they don't exercise. I mean, it, we can go on and on and on. And at some point, the body breaks down and we maybe do need that quick fix to come in, like, you know, we'll keep using the antibiotics as an example, to come back in and, and to, to really kill whatever it is that we, you know, made in there. But it's about building it back. That's the whole key. So to answer your question, no, you wouldn't come to me for heart surgery. You know, I mean, and I would say, please, you know, and, <laughs> and if you have Cancer. I, I mean, I've worked with many cancer patients and they are on chemo or they are, you know, taking some kind of medication, but I'm working holistically to get them to move, to get their body, the stuff to move through their gotcha. body, to eat properly. So you're working hand in hand. And I believe that when we have perfect health care in this world is when allopathic and alternative doctors come together and we marry together and we work together to create but 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 the problem we have is money. Oh yeah, <laughs> big, big pharma does not want to share. <laughs> Look, I, I am so anti. Like I I truly believe in some of the you know I don't know if the Europeans get everything right, but there's a lot of things that they're government. So you can go overseas, folks. If you didn't know this, you're never going to see a commercial on TV for medication. You're never going to see it. They also are not allowed to solicit in a lot of countries. You're not allowed to have salespeople that solicit doctors and drop off free samples and things of that nature to a doctor's office so that they push a medication to their patients in a lot of other countries where here you can put it on TV. You can put it on a billboard. We can we can have celebrities talking about, hey, 
this medication that's supposed to be for diabetes that now you guys can't get because I don't want to work out. <laughs> Sorry about that, but look at all the weight that I lost. Mm -hmm. That's listen, folks, you know, it's amazing what getting up off your ass and go do something will do for you. Exactly. It's and you know, crazy. In, in Europe, it's very acceptable to practice aromatherapy. Now, I have a oh, master's really? in aromatherapy. Even the royal family practices. I mean, it's part of the, the holistic system because, you know, herbs and things, you know, have such wonderful, tremendous benefits. And yet we don't use the natural world. And, you know, as it's been said, nature provides everything we need. We just yeah. have to use it properly. Have to be able don't. to find it. No, I mean, what is it? Aspirin originally came from the bark of a tree. Willow, it, yeah, the the white willow bark, yeah. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's there's your aspirin, folks. You know, but now the other side to it is is um, I, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. I always have to, Doc. I'm a I'm a big fan of it. So we know that if I went back, say a hundred years, just for easy math, I went back a hundred years, 1924, in Maine. We'll go with Maine. And the, with the knowledge you have, you would be the town, the village, whatever it was, doctor, you would be able, everybody goes, ah, go see Dr. Lynn. She'll go, she'll hook you up with, you know, you know, squirrel warts and tree bark <laughs> yeah. and, you know, whatever oh, yeah. it is. Oh, you yeah. know, and, and you would take care of somebody. Our evidence then was somebody got better. Mm -hmm. What evidence today we have the FDA and, you know, the pockets that they're in, everybody's in their pockets. Some people will say that they're actually too stringent. And that's why it's a delay on a lot of the things that we get in this country compared to some other places. What is what evidence or, or what is the process now in the holistic world for, for these things to get approved? Like I remember the, the big ginkgo biloba thing. Hey, take ginkgo biloba to help your memory. You'll remember everything. And that was huge during the nineties. And in, to the early 2000s, you don't hear about it anymore, mm -hmm. but, but what do we have now or, or what is the process that vets this stuff to be able to say, no, this is, this is really does work. Mm -hmm. Well, you have two things. First off, wherever something, if you're using herbs or aromatherapy comes from, you know, the oil and stuff comes from the herbs. If you're using herbs and plants as part of your process of healing or whatever, you know, it, it depending upon the soil and where it is and the sunshine and the water in different parts of the world, they react and act differently. So there is no way for me to say, okay, um, Sage is really good for your memory. It's, it's really good for your digestive system. So take sage. Now, I can't regulate that sage because it's a plant. It's part mm -hmm. of nature. That's why pills work, because we can regulate them. We can just crank them right out. So that's part of the problem. Uh, and I can tell you, I can give you an example. Uh, the example I would give you is cannabis. If the pharmaceutical company could control cannabis, it would be legal. Oh, but, yeah. but they can't control it because if you grow a cannabis plant in one kind of soil and in another kind of soil, you're going to get something different because that's how plants live is by the soil that they use. So the problem is that they can't get a hold of it and they can't regulate it because you and I can grow any sage or we can even in many places grow our own cannabis, right? Yeah. And, and, and in many places, it's recreational. Here in Florida, it's medicinal. Very easy to get, you know. But what is cannabis? Cannabis is an herb. Cannabis has been used since the beginning of time for such wonderful things. And yet, why is it illegal? Well, big pharma can't control it. Well, have you ever, I love that you went into the cannabis thing for a minute. Have you ever looked into the racist, overtones for why it was uh become why it was made illegal oh uh, I, 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 absolutely yeah it's, reefer. It's a, yeah reefer, reefer. It, it was reefer man it, it, <laughs> reefer man and it made them it's a, oh, it makes the mexicans crazy and they're gonna rape all your women exactly it was used as a campaign but do you know who was actually even bigger i love this one do you know who was the biggest um advocate for the for making marijuana illegal the biggest like he pushed it so hard and funded it the most you know who it was no howard hughes 
Really? The media guy, Howard Hughes, and here's why. Howard Hughes owned all the paper mills and all the paper mills around the country that supplied the paper for his newspapers. Well, a cheaper form of paper at that time that you could have made newspapers out of that he could not control was hemp. Yes. So the mail, the mail plant for uh, marijuana. So mm-hmm. he pushed for the plant to be considered as illegal and this drug all the way to the highest level of scheduling so that it would end up damaging the idea of hemp paper or hemp fabrics and pushing them out of the way, which gave his paper and his newspapers continued control of the media. He was a, look, that one, when I learned about that, when I did my research into it, the first time I heard, it, I was like, that shit blew my mind. Well, that, well, you know, it just goes to show you, Sean, that, you know, big money, you know, big money in this country, I mean, and I'm not going to get into any political things, but in this country, well, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I mean, I think everyone in our government is crooked. That's, that's my opinion. They're all crooked, oh. right, left, wherever. They're all crooked Amen. and they're all all got their hands in the pockets and they're, and you know, and we're all paying for it. And these are the kinds of things that they manipulate these things so that say your cannabis industry has been, how much, how long is the cannabis industry an herb, a medicinal herb that we know works for many things. We know people don't get addicted to it. We know all the wonderful benefits of hemp and, and we go on and on and on. Why is it so hard to get that through? See, now it's interesting that you went with the big pharma side. I used to be in the, in the transportation industry. Mm-hmm. And what I always heard was the reason it was ne- it hasn't been legalized is that the transportation industry doesn't have a way and, and the police don't have a way to instantly um, test for it to see if somebody is. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that hurts them. But my personal opinion, I'm going to tell you my personal opinion why. I can tell you it's never been legalized because if you turned around and you federally legalized marijuana from a federal level, mm-hmm. so all these places that they say, oh, you got to be drug tested, drug tested, you you kill it, you kill an industry there because you still have to trust for the hard stuff, but you kill an industry that's been creating, you know, drug testing. You then also all these people because of the way we do things. And I do disagree with this. I think if a crime was illegal and you got convicted of a crime at that time, you finish your time. But we have a history in this country that if a, something becomes legal that was illegal before, you have to then release those people back into society because no longer is their crime a problem. You have to let them in. And you look, the corporate prisons that are out there do not want to let those folks go. I'm mm-hmm. a, I think that should be one of the you want you want my you want my vote as a president. Prove to me that you're going to outlaw corporate prison. You could have my vote. I don't care what side Mm -hmm. of the fence you're on. But Mm -hmm. uh, the corporate prisons then would have to release these people. And folks, if you didn't know it, corporate prisons trade inmates as stocks. Um, Hey, we're short three people in our work division. I'll give me three. You have extra. Mm -hmm. They'll come to Mm -hmm. our place. We'll trade you a few later. That's how they do it. They trade them like stocks. Mm -hmm. It's It's a fact. But that's a sidebar thing that I can talk about all day because I'm a very, Hey, guess what folks, when you guys all hated on uh, the last president who I didn't vote for him either. Um, you voted for the guy who created all the crime bills that incarcerated most people today and why judges don't have the power to make decisions the way they're supposed to. And also mm-hmm. said that all sentences had to be served 80% so that that state could receive federal funding, figure it out folks. Um, a little bit of reading goes a long yeah, way. Yeah, that reading yeah. thing, Dr. Lynn, that reading thing will get you every damn time, oh, won't it? Every time, every, every time. time. Once you start down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's, a, it's a son of a gun. So so if somebody, you know, and I want to stay with the holistic. I know we, we made a left turn there. So if I was saying, and I do, I, I have stomach issues. I, I have to go see a hepaleptologist for my stomach. Uh, I've had some liver issues. I have no problem putting it out as I'm drinking whiskey and I say that. It's not that kind of liver issues, folks. But um, what would you say to somebody like me if you said, hey, if I said, hey, doc, you know, when I eat, you know, I always seem bloated no matter what it is. And I always, you know, and I have to go see this person and they always say the same thing. It didn't go up. It didn't go down. You know, you're you just have abnormal liver functions. 
Mm -hmm. I only drink on Wednesdays. Just mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what would you say to somebody like me that you were like, hey, start here? Well, the first thing we do, we do, we do an assessment of your life, your lifestyle and different things about your life, because as a naturopath, um, we focus on body, mind and soul. We don't focus just on the body because we believe that you are a tripart being. And if you don't balance out all three of those, you don't have perfect health. And so we try to integrate. So that it begins with really working with the person and finding out just things that are going on in their life. Once you right. find out those kinds of things, what, you know, their lifestyle, Hit that includes. Up, we got, we got, <clears throat> if we can do a quick one, you, you can evaluate me and then we'll answer okay. Aunt Rose's question. So hit me up real quick. We'll do a quick eval on me and then we'll see where we're at. You want me to do a quick eval? Let's do it. If we can do, if you got time, do we have time to do like a quick eval? Like, I don't know sure, how long sure, it takes. Sure. Well, I would ask you, you know, first off, I'd, I'd ask you um, what you do. Um, I kind of know that. I would ask you, um, are you married? Yes. That's a okay. structure in itself. Uh, how's your marriage? Very good, actually. Okay. You have children. Is. You have children? Eight. Eight children. Yes. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot going on there, right? My wife you had four. I had three. We went half on one. Only two of them are still at home. Okay. Okay. But you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people to think about and to worry about and to have to do all of that, that stuff with. So, so I would, I'm looking at those kinds of things with you. Um, give me an idea of what your day is like. I mean, what, what do you eat? So, do you exercise? So, what do you do? So I get up at, at about 6am, hit the, hit the snooze, get up at 609. That's actually what I do. Six o'clock, he goes off. Hit the snooze, six to nine, I get out of the bed, uh, clean up, shower. I normally have a bowl of cereal, take the four medications that I'm on right now. I then turn around and uh, take, finish my cup. I have one cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Take one, one, my wife takes one kid to school if he's here, because I have one that goes back and forth. Uh, she takes one to school. I take another to school. And then I start my work day. Uh, I normally try to have my work day started by eight. I'm either uh, on the computer working out something, I'm driving around neighborhoods, putting out signs, or I'm doing uh, consultations with clients. Uh, hint, hint, folks, if you didn't realize that I own the budget blinds that I advertise with. Uh, hint, hint. Uh, or I'm, I'm, you know, I might be doing that or I might be actually hanging blinds. My son's my installer, mm -hmm. but I might be at actually at somebody's house uh, hanging blinds. Mm hmm. Well, you seem you've seen um, you seem to me to be pretty happy, balanced person. I am. Um, when I look at you, you know, I kind of I you know I look at your eyes, I look at your skin. I'm kind of examining, you know, looking at you know your energy. You seem to be a very happy person. If you said to me, you know, that what you what you wanted to know is about the bloating. I'd yes. have to sit down. We'd have to look at your medications. How do those medications, how are they interacting with each other? Okay. What are you eating in your diet that maybe is interacting with these medications? Maybe there's something in your diet that, you know, you're not able, you're not digesting properly. Um, you know, I would look at um, taking, let's say, you, it, it, taking everything back, eating a really pure diet and then sort of adding things back. Now, it's funny really you say that. Good. I just was talking to my wife about that. Now, uh, and Aunt Rose, I promise we're getting to your question. What define a pure diet for me? Because I'm I was actually just having this conversation with my wife. I was like, you know what? I feel like I should just go back to eating one thing and then adding stuff back into my diet until I figure mm -hmm. out what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, the diet that I always advocate for is the Mediterranean diet because that's that, that the Mediterranean diet with a pyramid. I mean, that's really as what's in that pure. That is really mostly fish, oh, um, which fish. is your omega three. You're getting olive oil. You're eating lots of fruits and vegetables. You eat very limited meat. Chicken is in there. But, you know, and it's a lot of herbs and things like that. Glass of wine is in there. But what happens is, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no junk food in there. It's nowhere in the pyramid. It says, hey, uh, over here, let's have some cookies. You know, it, it doesn't say that. And so you're, it's really about eating a pure diet and eating one, you know, eating local. And I'm eating, a big fan of eating local. Yeah. And eating the right amount of food, because that's the other part of it. People eat too much food. They're too inactive. 
you know. So, you know, I mean, we have, I, I just, the statistic is we have 36% people in this country are obese. It's crazy. That's crazy. It's really crazy. You know, in a country that's supposed to be as smart as our country. And, you know, my big thing is when we go, you go to a grocery store, you know, um, the fruits and vegetables and organic foods are very expensive and the junk food's cheap. Right. Well, I, that's flip it. I've had that <laughs> conversation with folks like people. They always say that in, in inner city communities they are like, oh, people eat a lot of junk. Yeah, because they can't afford the fruits and vegetables. I can remember. And look, folks, go look this up. This is a real term. Uh, in Baltimore, we used to have what they called the Arabs, which were horse-drawn carriages that a guy would walk through the, the streets in Baltimore. I, God, I, somebody told me they still do it, but they would walk the streets and the, the Arab would yell, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. And he had a cart of fruits and vegetables that he would sell right there in front of your house. And folks, look it up. It's, it's a term. It's a Baltimore thing. I know somebody's going to be like, mm -hmm. you can't call someone an Arab. It's a term. It's not like me being horrible as a person, <laughs> but, but this, this was a thing. So I absolutely agree with you. Let me get to aunt Rose's question and okay. I'm going to kind of rephrase it. Aunt Rose, her question was, are some, are there some plants or oils that shouldn't be used together more? So how would I research or, or it to find out like, Hey, maybe I'm taking a, a, a garlic extract for, for a, a, a plant, base but at the same time i don't know the first oil that came to mind was castor but um but I'm, I'm taking some kind of an oil also like how would i research that well first off you want to work with someone who's really qualified and know what they're doing because it is absolutely true you know nature does have a poison poison aspect to it too and there are certain things that cannot be mixed together for example you would not want to take a stimulant herb say like a cinnamon or a ginger, you know, something that kind of charges you up and put it with a sedative herb because they're fighting each other. What, what are you trying to do? So it's getting the right, you know, diagnosis as to what the person really needs. Do they need to go more in the sedative end or do they need more of a stimulative? So you, you have to be very careful and you also have to be very careful how you mix herbs and um, things like that with drugs, because there is, there can be a toxic reaction there too. Yeah. That was Aunt Rose's other question and was, uh, you know, what, what type of herbs or, or anything of a holistic standpoint, would you recommend her watching out? She takes high blood pressure medication, anything that you would tell her, Hey, this is a plant or an herb, like, Hey, you probably shouldn't be taking. It's called Aunt Rose. It, it's called Indica. You're not supposed to take indica. And you know what I mean, Aunt Rose. Don't be taking no indica with your blood pressure medication. You're going to be in the couch. You know that. Right. <laughs> but you want to stay away from things that are overly stimulating. And, you know, there are certain herbs and things, like I said. And the best way to think about herbs and stuff and how they react is think about what happens when you eat something. You know, if you eat a eat like a, a hot pepper, mm -hmm. man, you, 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 your body really heats Sweat. up and you start to sweat. You know what that that's circulation that's stimulation that's oh, okay. circulation so but if you take something like you drink uh, some chamomile tea chamomile tea stimulates melatonin you start serotonin you start to chill out with cam chamomile tea so you have to look at what are you trying to accomplish and marry that thing with it now i as all this is, is kind of because this is I love everything about about this, doc, you know, all the, the different aspects of it. How about, you know, there's some things that are popping up more and more in our communities that we see more and more. So we hear about, you know, everybody thinks they have ADD or ADHD, which mm -hmm. my argument to that is put your cell phone down and stop having a stimulant in your face every three minutes. And I promise you, your ADD will go away when you have the ability to focus on something. It's amazing how that works for you. But but we hear ADD, ADHD. Um, it's amazing, you know, how much we hear of children uh, now with some form of uh, on the on the spectrum of some some form of uh, autism today. 
is there anything that you've seen or researched that you would say, hey, you know, get with get with your holistic specialist or doctor in your community to, to do a proper evaluation. But mm-hmm. this is something that has been showing promise for things like different types of autism. Right. Well, we first have to take a step back and you have to look at the diet that most of these kids have been eating. I mean, I was I was not raised on a on a fast food or a processed food diet. I mean, you know, we were raised on organic food that we we ate what was on the island. I know that's kind of, you know, but but my generation coming 100%. up you know, and, and I'm part of the hippie generation. I mean, we went out and plowed our potatoes and everything, you know, and tried to make everything, you know, and back to land, we called it. But, you know, so we have to kind of look at that. And, and also the cell phones, these kids today, you're right. They are, from the time they're a little baby, an iPad is put in front of them. And they, and they, and that's, and that's what they do. And parents put them in front of that. And it's really easy to, 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 give a pill when you're parenting and what I'm where I'm going with this is I remember when Ritalin was the big thing oh yes and now nobody would take Ritalin but you know what and I used to look at that and I think well maybe if those parents kind of parented a little bit and maybe if there's a little sense of discipline there it doesn't mean you got to beat the kid I'm not talking that but well yeah 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 (laughs) but make these little kids, you know, have them eat right, get them outdoors running and some playtime, give them some discipline yourself. And I think people miss the term discipline. People think discipline is like, once we're going to go outside and I'm going to beat you right now, this is going to be what's about to happen. That's not discipline, folks. Discipline can be, hey, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is okay to put your kid with with a, a a device because that's society. They need to understand how these things work. But it's also okay to take it away and go go outside. But mm-hmm. I want to watch. Get out of my house. Go mm-hmm. away. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. I, I recently had this conversation with my my wife. Uh, my fourteen year old had done something and we had taken his phone away from him. And she goes, "Well, when he got to school, I gave it back to him I, in case there was an emergency." And I was like, you do realize not having that phone forces him to critically think. And she's like, what? I was like, by not having a phone, he cannot just pick it up and and call someone or Google the answer. He has to critically think and figure out how to problem solve. Mm -hmm. It is part of life. Let's problem solve this. That is probably, to me, the biggest thing that's that's missing in a lot of this is kids Mm -hmm. don't don't problem solve. So I love the idea of everything, but the other side to it, and I think you kind of touched on it there, Doc, was, and, and my old master guns, he'll tell you, I, he probably thought I had ADD at some point in time. He says everything's 100% spot on. He probably thought I had ADD. I had uh, A-S-S-H-O-L-E. It wasn't just ADD. I was just an asshole. Um, but the other side to a lot of this is, and I've heard this before. All this holistic stuff, that's a rich person's cure. That's a rich person's plan. And you kind of touched on it, you know, because reality of it is, is, you know, it, you ever, you know, if you've never grown a garden, it ain't cheap. And if you ain't got the land, what the hell are you going to do? So for folks that are out there are like, this sounds great. And this sounds cute that two, two people that have a couple of nickels to rub together are talking about being holistic. And my mom is from your generation. My mother says it all the time, you know, where people are like, oh, I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to that. My mother was like, we were broke. The only thing I was allergic to was being hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I, I was going to eat whatever you put in front of me and nobody was allergic to shit. Right. Like I told you, I grew up on a little island. Right. Fishing my mother village. grew up in the, in the mountains of Tennessee. Okay. In Maine in the winter. And it was damn tough. And everybody was really poor, but everybody lived we all banded together but guess what we ate the fish the minute it came out of the water it was in the frying pan okay and the blueberries we went out and picked them and brought them in and that's how we made the blueberry i mean everything 
was fresh. My mother would take the, the fruits and she would can things. So we had fresh fruits and vegetables in the wintertime. You know, we ate organically before it was even a term. Right. And my mother used to always say, the reason you and your brother were not sick that much is because this is how we ate. We didn't eat processed food. Right. You, you and, didn't eat shit. You didn't, you didn't, you know, so, I mean, and so when people say it, yeah, it's costly, there are right. farmer's markets. Farmer's markets are a great place if you, if, and most everybody has a farmer's market somewhere. Yeah, we have a ton of them around here. But, but get, what, but what, what, are, what's some other, you know, avenues? Cause like we have farmer's markets. I, I live three miles in away from the center of Troy, New York, which is a very urban area in this, this community. They have a farmer's market, but I mean, that's a great example, but I tell you right now, I can go down to that farmer's market and be like, it, it is absolutely hipsters with um, their little bags and, mm -hmm. you know, some guy from Vermont who's like, so, so, you know, man, this is a organically <laughs> fed uh, calf that uh, I myself every day at three in the morning would rub its shoulders so mm -hmm. that when we hurt. When we humanely uh, put it down, I actually got it high myself, and then we went and took care of it and had a ceremony. Mm. It's forty-five dollars for two ounces, and you're like, "What?" Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like how do you? And Aunt Rose brings up a great point. There's no farmers markets in the winter, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what do you say to folks? Like, what's some other alternatives? Like, we have, we actually have co-ops here where mm -hmm. I live. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, I'm Dr. Lynn. I got all the hippies. They're all hiding in Albany. They're all hiding in Albany. They're but, all my friends. I mean, I, I, I'll share with you and, you and 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 your listeners. I mean, I went to Woodstock. Okay, Doctor Lynn, you've become the coolest person. Rose, don't be mad. Please don't tell Clay I said anything. Her son's like an amazing, amazing drummer. Doctor Lynn, you just became the coolest person that I've had on the show. Real quick, because we're getting close to that time. Who was your favorite group that you saw in Woodstock? Well, I saw the Who do the Tommy Rock Rock Opera as the sun was coming out, coming up, sitting oh, in a God. pile of mud. That God. that I saw Cretans. Um, I saw Janis Joplin. Um, Aunt Rose says you're not old enough. Aunt Rose, says uh, you're not old enough. I am. I, I, Aunt Rose, I turned seventy years old this year. Wow. So how old yeah. were you at Woodstock? Like six? Teen, sixteen. Wow. Shouldn't so have been there. Should not have been there. No, I should not have been there. Way too you young. The, you didn't take the brown acid, though, right? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, but that's well, that was a uh, wavy gravy in in the documentary. He's like, don't take the brown acid. Uh, it's not good. Look, she says, "Holy cow, you're gorgeous." But uh -huh. but Dr. Lynn. So I mean, uh, I, you know who? Because uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. We're at mm -hmm. Woodstock because mm -hmm. it was yeah. N Young, the one album, which in my right. opinion is the best album that Crosby, Stills and Nash ever did was True. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Mm -hmm. Dr. Lynn, you just became the coolest person <laughs> to ever be on the show. I just want you and to know. I, and, and I, I got in for free because we broke, we, we, by the time part of the we fence got there, breaking? Well, well, by the time we got there, the fence was broken down. So we were just like kids run. I mean, everybody was in, it, it, it was just, it was just Debauchery. unbelievable debauchery yeah, it, and great music oh. yeah yeah it just uh -huh. was and you know but i mean should i no at 16 no 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 that when i look back on that i go mom you you saw things that <laughs> now you're doing holistic medicine <laughs> yeah shit, you saw that <laughs> yeah we were practicing yeah there was some holistic stuff going on back there, <laughs> there was yes. lots of holistic i got lots of rooms mushrooms weed. yep yep i got yep. all kinds of stuff oh yep, Aunt yep. rose wants to Aunt Rose, there is no pictures because that means there's no evidence. That's right. <laughs> That's why I love my generation. We were the last generation that had no pictures. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence of any of that shit. But so, so, Dr. Lynn, you just became the coolest person. I'm telling you right now, you just became the coolest person. Uh, so, at, you know, all these different things that you're talking about, though, but I wanted, I do want to go back to that, that question, though, of if somebody is saying to themselves, hey, I, I really want to want to be involved and, and I really believe that I should do this, you know, and, and look, I have a daughter that went vegan in college and made it on a college budget and she was able to figure it out. 
I do believe there's a process to it. But what would you say to somebody who says, hey, you know, it's, it's very difficult in my community. I, I live in a more urban community. Maybe they're in a food desert uh, type community. What are some of the ways that, you know, I love the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm a, I would mm-hmm. be a pescatarian tomorrow if I didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't like cheeseburgers. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what what's some of the ways that like from a budget friendly standpoint that people can start into this process? Well, you know, there's always I mean, if you have a freezer and you can always can foods, you can always put foods up. If you know, if you, if you let's say you go and you gather a bunch of like my mother used to, you know, we she'd take us out and she'd say, OK, the blueberries are out. Everybody fill your buckets and we'd take them home and, you know, we would freeze some, she would can some, she would make jams with some. I mean, that way we had it all winter long. So there's always a way to eat healthy. If you want to eat healthy, there's always a way to exercise. If you want to exercise, it all begins right up here. It's all a matter of, you know, what the most important thing in your life is your health. And if you don't care about it, nobody else is really going to. So it's, you know, it's about caring about yourself and thinking about what you're putting in yourself and what you want to do with your energy. Because in the end, that's all we are is energy. And, you know, so what kind of energy do you want to put out? Where do you want to put your energy? Where are your priorities? And that's really, if your priority is your health, you'll figure out a way to do it. I I would agree with that. And look, folks, you can always go on to drlynn.com and that's Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R. Lynn, L-Y-N-N.com. All of her stuff's there. You, you've got your book series is on there uh, that anybody can get a hold of. In that, that book series, you got soul walking and naturopathic wellness series is in there. Uh, you, you've got, like you said, almost 40 years of, of doing this. So there's a ton, a ton of stuff in there. Uh, anything new coming out that, and I don't want to skip over anything, folks. Like this is the kind of thing we could probably do 12 episodes on. But is is there anything new coming out or anything that's on the website that you would say, hey, folks, go check this out or if they wanted to contact you about? Well, what I'm doing is I'm doing I'm revising my karma uh, and where it's going to we have another edition coming out. So this is going to be sort of uh, taking it to another level. So that that's the new thing. There'll be a new book coming out next year. So that's that's really the main thing that I'm working on right now, other than teaching. And I do lecturing and stuff like that. Now, what do you mean revising your karma? Well, the karma, I, the original book that I wrote, original karma book, and there's another one called um, the soul walking. It's the first part of the soul walking series. What I'm doing is those two are coming together in a whole, it's a, it's a, it's really a practical guide that I'm putting together for anyone to be able to understand how to work their karma, what karma means. Uh, how to how to how to turn your life and make it um, prosperous, body, mind, and soul. Now, when I think of karma, I think of energy. That that's the the mm-hmm. like. Be don't be a look. Don't be a dick. Be mm-hmm. be good to other people. And if you're good and you're happy and you smile, other mm-hmm. people will smile back at you. And, and my dad was the one that my dad never said karma, but my dad was the first one that was like. Don't be an ass to people because they're going to be an mm-hmm. ass right back to you, whether they have to listen to you or not. Mm-hmm. Try to be nice to somebody, even if mm-hmm. you have to get them to do something. You can be mm-hmm. forceful and be nice at the same time, and you'll be amazed that what comes back to you. That's karma, right? That would I would consider that karma. Well, you know, the, the pop culture term of karma is good and bad really isn't right. karma because karma is not about judgment, and that's judgment. If I judge your your actions as good or bad. Karma is really about working your own self. It's your work. And if I work really hard to be a kind and considerate person, then that's the energy I'm going to put out there. And more than likely, it will come back to me. But if it doesn't, I know how to put up that shield and continue to be a kind and considerate person rather than getting sucked into an argument with someone and fighting with someone and, you know, because I don't want to go there. So karma is really about working through what it is that you're here to work on. And karma teaches us that we have four great passions that we work that we all have to work on. And everything comes from these four. And it's deceit, greed, anger and 
pride. And one of those is more prominent in everyone's life than the other. So, if, you know, for example, if you keep running into all these people that keep creating arguments and getting your dander up and you're getting angry and it keeps going and going, that's the karmic circle you're in. Oh, and God. if you keep going, they make me angry and this makes me angry, you can't get past it. But when you go, wow, this is what anger feels like. I don't want to be angry. How do I remove myself from this angry energy? And you start to become aware and work on yours. Then you start, that starts to disappear and you start to draw positive energy. in. that's really what karma is. You know, I, I, it just kind of came to me as I think about a lot of what you talk about from, from the food you eat from karma sounds very much like attitude that you present to the world. Mm-hmm. How you how you present yourself and your attitude to the world. A lot of this is to me how you treat the environment you're presented in. So mm-hmm. I could turn around and say, Oh, woe is the world I live in. I can only go to McDonald's. I can only get Burger King. I'd like a Burger King chicken sandwich with uh <laughs> cheese and onions on it. I can lie. But you know, I can only go to Burger King, I can only eat eat this way. I'm going to take my my medication because my doctor says this is all the thing I can do. And, and, and you know what? And everybody's an asshole and I'm just going to be an asshole back to them. Mm-hmm. I can choose to be that or mm-hmm. I can cure it through. Let's call it what it is. It's a holistic approach. Whole me, whole I, whole person approach that says, why don't you smile at people when you walk past them? Mm-hmm. Dr. Lynn, I smile at everyone I walk past. Mm-hmm. And what you know happens? What? I get a smile back. Do you know why I do it? There though? you go. Do you know why I do it? You're going to call me a crazy person in a mm-hmm. minute. Well, you know why I do it? So one time I heard a story and I don't know how true it is. It was about a man in New York City that wrote a suicide note that said, I'm going to I'm going to go jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. But if one person smiles at me on the way to the Brooklyn Bridge, I won't do it. He jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm. And I heard, and it, this was like in the 1920s or 30s, this letter was written. And I don't know if it's true or not. But I, every person I walk past, I smile. Because I always think maybe I'm the smile that gives them a better day. That they go, well, well damn, somebody's smiling at me. And they uh. don't jump off the bridge. Absolutely. And you know, you may have been, it's like, sometimes I would have students come up to me and they would break down crying in my arms and I give them a big hug. And I might've been the only person that day that gave them a moment. And that moment, you, you, you can't put a price tag on that, you know? So that's really, and when you do that, you're working your karma, that stuff comes back to you and you don't look for it to come back. You're not looking for anything. It's just all of a sudden you, you it things come to you and i can't tell you the things that have come to me the positive things that i have a stack this big of letters and emails from people i don't even know who they are dr lynn you said this in your class and it changed my whole life and it's like then i did my karma it's what i was supposed to do isn't that the, the there's no better feeling no better reward yeah. for me in my career than when a, when i had a marine that said to me Hey, Gunny, because of you, I blank. Hey, you, you know, and it was a little bit of a different world. I might have lit somebody up like a Christmas tree mm-hmm. to have to get them back to where they need to be. Hey, guess what, folks? Toxic masculinity. It's why you still get to complain about things. Mm-hmm. Um, it, those that know will be like, yeah, like we need toxic masculinity in the right places. But, you know, Marines that would say, you know, Gunny, you lit me up like a Christmas tree one day because I was just acting a fool. And now I'm my, I'm a gunny also, or a mass sergeant because of what you did. And I, I think back to that day that you, you got my ass and mm-hmm. because that's just the way we're, we're wired that way. We're not wired to go, let me hold your hand and, and fluff it up a little bit. We're in, in the, in the services we're wired to hey shithead, get your stop, you know, right. I'm using much kinder language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. I've called people everything but a child of God before. Um, I've heard it all. (laughs) But, but, you know, I I really believe that that's part, you know, again, going back to that karma side, the way you explained it, I think about it and I think, no, that's part of karma. That's 
using your energy to motivate somebody the way they needed to go because that's what the situation dictated. Exactly, exactly. It's all about energy and it's about awareness of you as you are a unique, unique package of energy and you can do whatever you want with it. There are only two things in your life you cannot change. There's only two things. You cannot change your individuality and you cannot change your family of origin the sperm and the egg that made you. You can't That's change it. those two things, but That's you it. can change You can change your sex. You can change your name. You can change your looks. You can change your marriage. You can change everything else, attitude, belief, everything in your life you can change, but you can't change those two things. And that makes each of us a very unique and special person, right? Absolutely. And we got to get ready to close down. Do you know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is? Mm -hmm. Yes. I just saw a thing with him the other day where he said, if you were to look at every possible combination of DNA in the world, mm -hmm. there's been over a, there's, what did he say? There's been over 10 billion people ever born on the planet. I think it's what the number was. Don't quote me on that folks. But he said, if you look at every possible combination, we are nowhere near like a 10th of the possible com combinations. So the fact that you exist today at this time makes you as unique of an individual as you could possibly ever be there are so many combinations possible that will never exist mm -hmm. that there's there's no possibility for them to exist so folks listen to dr lynn and i we don't i don't know nothing dr lynn she got a doctor in front of her name she knows something we are telling you guess what no matter how shitty your day is there is no one that will ever exist on this planet that is as unique of an individual as you are. Mm -hmm. So take advantage of that uniqueness and make the world a little bit of a better place. Now, Dr. Lynn, if we know that they can go to Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R Lynn.com, L-Y-N-N.com to find you any upcoming, you have your weekly Zooms that you're doing. Those mm -hmm. are when, if they wanted to sign up for those Zooms, can they go to the .com for that? They can. I have a class on Wednesday and I have one on um, Saturday and um, periodically I do lectures and, uh, you know, on sometimes I'll do a, a Zoom lecture here and there. So, yeah, there's there's a that's how they can find me. And I Any, also private consultation. So there's a place where anyone can get in touch with me if they want to set up private consultation. So they and they can go do that all through the drlynn.com. Yes, they can. Any, yep. any any live things coming up? Like if I was in Sarasota or maybe you're doing some traveling where I could see you? Um, I just did a live lecture at Sarasota Memorial Hospital here. So I um, I actually uh, teach at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And um, so I, I just did a lecture there and um, nothing directly coming up right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, folks, go, go follow Dr. Lynn at drlynn.com. She's also on Instagram. Uh, let's see if I remember your Instagram, right? It's uh, D-R-L-Y-N-N. How was your Instagram? D-R-L-A-A. That's it. D-R-L-A-A. Yep. You can find Dr. Lynn on Instagram. Go follow her there. Give, give her all the likes and loves that you can. And folks, you hear mm -hmm. me say this every week. It may sound cliche, but giving her a like, a follow, a share of her information on Instagram, liking, sharing, and following this podcast on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all the places that you listen to podcasts on Apple and all that. That's how this message grows. That's how people find out about what's going on. That's how people know what Dr. Lynn has happening because you took the time to do that. It may sound cliche and like your kids watching a video and like, like, share, follow. Um, <laughs> guess what? It really does work. It, it's how the algorithms work. So make sure you're, you're giving her that attention. Make sure you're giving her that, that, that little bit of love there. Cause it matters to all of us. Um, Again, ne who's next? Oh, Dr. Lynn, do you know who I got for a guest next week, Dr. Lynn? I can't remember. My brain's no. not working. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's uh, John Bukowski is next week. John is a, is a veterinarian, epidemiologist, medical writer, amateur historian, actor, and opera singer who's just written a, uh, a book called A, a Fast-Paced Thriller Recently released, released called Project Suicide. That's about to be published. And he grew up as a fact and he grew up in a factory worker family of six kids in Motown. 
Like how, I mean, how cool is that? Uh, every step along the way, he embraced his need for change. That's karma need for change. So we're going to have uh, John next week. I'm so looking forward to that. I forgot. I was like, I know it's coming up because him and I were just talking earlier today. So as we do in every single episode, Dr. Lynn, and I, like I said, we talked about this before. I think this might almost be 200. We're close. We're getting real close to that 200. And I know you binged them all. And don't log <laughs> off on me after we're done here. Very, very simple question, doctor. The guest always gets the final word. So on tonight tonight's episode doc what is the final word well what i would say is the final word is um karma says that we should always strive to be the perfected human being and that means to do no harm be true to yourself and disseminate health happiness and peace to all and if you can do those things if you can be true to yourself without hurting anybody you're on your way Alrighty, folks be sure to push your stool in This has been a Second Front Podcast presentation found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. 